and welcome. This is Trials and Tribulations. I'm Phil Airy and I've got my two cohorts. Sarah Owen Hughes and me, Faith Douglas. today I'm super delighted to have here he's someone I've been following with great interest for the past five years since he started his current role Uh, this is Ben who is the head gardener of the inspiring amazing perfect York Gate Garden regularly voted the world's best small garden it's on the outskirts of Leeds if you haven't been there what is wrong you need to get yourself over there it is just joyful particularly at the moment I think the The species tulips are at their peak at the moment. So he's at York Gate, which is part of a portfolio of gardens that are managed by Perennial, which is the Gardener's Benevolent Trust. It's a very important charity. They're here today looking after the plant crash. Please give generously because they do amazing work to support horticulturists in need. He is going to talk a little bit about the the spirit of the garden and the the legacy of the garden and how he conserves and preserves and moves on the uh, the garden and how he's developed it since he's taken it on. But also, we're also going to find out a little bit more about the next step of his journey and where he's taking his, his legacy further. So please put your hands together for a very warm welcome for Ben Preston of Perennial and York Gate, our legacy gardener. Okay, so hello, hello Ben, welcome. Um, so Yorkgate, I visited Yorkgate once, actually, shamefully. Only what? once, I know, I know, many, many years ago. Um, but it's expanded quite a lot, hasn't it? So can you tell us a little bit more about Yorkgate, please? I can indeed. Um, good morning, everybody. Um, it's, I mean, it's got a very special place in certainly Yorkshire garden history, but the national garden history, it's, it's, a, it's actually a one-acre garden right. on paper. Um, yeah. The Yorkgate site's six acres, and it was... It was started off by the Spencer family in, in the 50s. Um, NGS Garden, Open National Garden Scheme a couple of days a week in the summer. Um, and what it's evolved to is something much more embedded in horticultural history. And Perennial took it over in 1994. And that's when it was bequested by Sybil Spencer. And that really changed the future of the garden. Um, it's when it became a more of a professional garden rather than a domestic garden. Um, but it's known for its been small but been very inspiring and back in 1958 there was a small section of, of the land sold off to basically fund building the garden and just before I started about eight years ago um, that little piece of land was bought back um, and that's where the, the expansion that I've overseen um, has come to play. So we've actually built a new garden um, and we've I've seen my role as future-proofing, future-proofing the garden um, We've added a cafe, we've added a car park, we've added a, an amazing plant nursery. And I think you've got to be realistic in, in the modern world is gate receipts don't make a garden run. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've, we've made an amazing plant nursery, we grow all the plants ourselves, um, wonderful cafe, and actually it's, it's protected the Spencer legacy. Um, we don't, we've not changed the original garden, we've drawn inspiration from that to design the new garden. I mean, I had Alistair on last night from AWB, I worked with Alistair on the designs outside and Paula Jackman on the inside. So every detail from even the colours of the walls and even things like putting down drop-down screens for doing talks and future-proofing, um, I really feel like we've, we've added something completely new. Mm. Um, we've got an amazing team of horticulturalists. We've got a, a two-year traineeship um, with a senior and a junior. Um, that I'm really, really proud that we've done that. Um, J- 
Jack Hogg, my senior gardener, plantsman extraordinaire, um, and Mark, who was at Newbie for, for 25 years as head gardener. Mm. So we've got a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. Um, and we're really sort of pushing the horticultural boundaries. Um, we've got an amazing Mediterranean garden where we're growing unusual aroids from all over the world, species tulips from Turkey, um, echiums from Mexico, all sorts of wonderful plants. So, so awful lot going on in a really tiny garden, isn't it? Yeah, and that's what I think... You know, you go to a Newby Hall or a Chatsworth yeah. or one of the grand houses, is it's not feasible at home. Yeah. Um, you, there's no way you can recreate that in your own garden. Um, but Yorkgate is... The one acre is 14 different garden rooms. Yeah. And everyone is... Rec- you can recreate yeah. that at home. Yeah. They're all relatable. You yeah. They're all relatable. The, the, the tiny, hard landscaping details, the sort of the perfection of some of the plants, and you look at them and go... I could, I could grow that. Is it Cotoniaster again? You've got trains against the wall. And the par- paracanther. Paracanther, sorry. Yeah. And you've got the um, tropiolum, the nasturtium, the climbing nasturtium that goes up. Some of the sails, the U sails. Those are details that you see in magazines and you don't think are relatable to you until you go into, into the garden and go, this is a really small spot. I can grow this. It's, it, it is just joyous, joyous to go to. So it, it's run by Perennial. It Can is. You, that's a charity, isn't it? Can it you is. tell so us a bit more about Perennial? So the best way to describe Perennial is, um, so if RHS look after the plants, yeah. uh, we look after the people yeah. that look after the plants. Brilliant. Um, and I think it's we support horticulturists and the families through times of hard need, and that can be from anything, and that's arboriculturalists, um, nurserymen, gardeners, yeah. um, maintenance gardeners. Um, and whatever support that's needed, whether that's medical or financial support, yeah. often the hardest to reach people are often the self-employed gardeners. Um, and having someone like Yorkgate is a flagship for the charity where people get to know. And it's often actually the people that they work for that can let them know about the charity. Yeah. Um, so it's a very old charity, over 175 years old now. Um, and it's, it sort of was born out of... It was set up by aristocrats well yeah. back in the day that, that had massive gardens when... The Chatsworths had 100 gardeners, 200 gardeners, and they were journeymen living in the Bothies that we now look at as wonderful old archives. Yeah. Um, and really, it's evolved with... Well, it's changed with the economy, and it's changed with the way that we garden in this country. We're a much more middle-class society now where you and I can have a gardener at home that might... They may just come and cut your lawn and your hedges, yeah. but we're not all working on big estates like we were... Yeah. 150 years mm-hmm. ago so yeah. so the charities evolve with the times and, and really it still is a huge huge support network for, for all horticulturalists yeah. so as a head gardener at York Gate what does a day look like for you so talk us through when you get up you get to work what do you do well it's I'm so I'm the head gardener and gardens manager so I oversee the yeah. whole site um we've got 13 members of staff now across the site and 170 volunteers so it's it's usually um, not what I, not my, my job list that I write down in the morning never gets done. <laughs> um, if I take one thing off that job list, it's You've good. Done really but, well. Yeah. Um, we are actually every so inspired. The garden team it usually starts off at about quarter past seven. Before we all start, we all sit down and have breakfast and a cup of tea together. Oh, nice. We've, it's almost become a this work ethic of we start work at eight o'clock, but nobody wants to miss out on the plant chats. Yeah, so yeah. people start getting earlier and earlier and we all sit down and have our porridge and our cups of tea and basically just chat about plants till 8 o'clock. It's important, um, I think. Yeah. It is. That connection, that community that you need it, to have. It really is team. and it's, it's an inspiring team, team scenario and it, it, it yeah. forces, it keeps on our toes, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so usually, yeah, so start off in the garden, very plant-heavy chats. Um, and then, yeah, and then we're into the garden, we, we distribute, because it is broken up into all these different rooms, um, and we have volunteers in the garden. We'll we'll talk about the job list for the day, 
I'll definitely have emails to answer and finance to sort out. All the sort of the intricate office bits. So I'll probably spend about two days in the office and three days in the garden. Yeah. Um, but as I said before, it's so there's so many things going on in the garden. Yeah. There's so many different rooms. Yeah. Um, and it suits my personality wonderfully. Is that you know we don't have to cut hedges for three weeks. Yeah. If three of us cut the hedges at York, we do it in a week. Yeah. Um, so there's no that repetitive nature that sometimes can come with the bigger jobs. Mm. Yeah. Um, so it's it's really really varied, and you can yeah. learn absolutely everything in the small garden. You know. Yeah. Even something like Sybil's succulent house, a tiny six by four greenhouse, which anybody could have in the back garden, even in the yard. Yeah. And it's crammed to the rafters with unusual plants. Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. So Jack looks after that, and we have woodland gardens and, as I said before, sand gardens. So really, really, really varied. So it's a very varied day every day. No day's yeah. the same. What's What's your most favourite part of the garden? Um, it's a difficult question. In fact, all my favourite bits are the bits that I don't look after. Um, <laughs> I. Um, so I, I tend to look after the borders, successional planting designs, my, my thing, but I love the Dell. Um, yeah. The Dell is, it, it goes through the most change through the year. Obviously now every, all the leaves are just starting to come into leaf, all the trees are just starting to come into leaf. Um, so it goes from this amazing open setting that's got a huge collection of snowdrops, and then we get the real treats, the mechanopsis, the trilliums. Yeah. Um, what else have we got? Glaucidium palmatum from Hokkaido in northern Japan. We've got these amazing plants from all over the world that yeah. work in this woodland setting. Mm, yeah. and, there's, and there's water constantly running through there. And, th- and then when it comes into leaf, it goes into sort of like green texture overload. Um, and that's when it, it takes on a whole different guise. Yeah. Um, so that's probably my favourite room in the garden. And, and Jack actually looks after that. So um, <laughs> it's nice to wander through there and not have to worry about it too much. So a, a little birdie told me that you've got a, a new venture. This little birdie was this lady sitting here next to me. But you've got a new venture coming up, haven't you? That sounds yeah, quite so exciting. I'm, so I've been at York Gate five years this August. And um, I've always had an itching passion to have my own place. Um, and, a, and a wonderful site came up um, just before Christmas. Um, a seven-acre site in Hubie, just in between Harrogate and Leeds. Um, which was actually a, a show favourite. So Joe Maiden, who, who was a huge veg grower and a real character at the show yeah, some years ago. He was a real part of this flower show yeah, as Joe was. Maiden, yeah. Um, yeah. So and BBC Radio Leeds. Yeah. Huge radio yeah. show that had a big follow in the 80s and 90s. Um, he really unfortunately passed away five years ago. Um, and the, sites, the site, anyway, came up for grabs last year. Um, me and my partner have decided we're going to go solo and we're setting up our own plant nursery. Um, and we're, I'm going full-time from, from August... And we're opening next April, so we'll be we'll be in the hall selling plants this time next year. Yeah, um, but we're growing plants from all over the world, um, unusual irises, uh, anemones, corridalis, and then we'll move on to the more unusual herbaceous stock in the summer, yeah. and then a real big collection of ornamental grasses. I think there's a real chance to bridge that gap between the plantsman's garden and the the gardens of like the the Udolfs and the Dan Persons. It's yes, I think. Unusual plants and, and really good plant design is something that we're going to work hard on. So we're going to be, yeah. we're also going to be running lots of courses, teaching people how to do things like you know bulb chipping, apple grafting, um, hurdle making, and we do a lot of work with um, woodwork with woven hazel and willow. Yeah. Um, so it's the whole package really. We're going to yeah. you know we're getting pigs in to clear the site, a little yeah. bit of the good life as well. Fantastic. Yeah, so yeah. you're really going from one legacy right to another, aren't you? Really? Yeah, and it's. Um, I mean, the nursery at Cliffbank. It's been there long, even long before Joe. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's been a nursery for a good hundred years. Um, so there's. In fact, we were we were walking through the woods. So there's three acres of land and about four acres of woodland. And we were walking through late last night um, through the woods, and we found a 
an old copper watering can in, in the there's a stream wow. that runs in between the in the land. I mean, it might have been there for 60, 70 years. Um, had a tree growing out of it, and yeah. it's oh. this amazing sort of, you know, who knows where it's come from, but it's, yeah. there's a bit of legacy there. Finding these amazing old tools, and um, there's all there's little snippets of what what's gone by. I really hope you're going to bury a few really nice things for the next gardener Absolutely. to find, yeah. both at York yeah. Gate and at, at Cliff Bank as well. Yeah, yeah and it's a really, um, I mean, I'm, York Gate's, I'll always have a very special place in my heart. It's, yeah. it's in a, I mean, for me, it is, it is one of my favourite gardens, even though I work there. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really, it's, it's one of the best gardens in the north of England. Um, so I'll still have a very close connection with the garden and... Um, yeah, it's 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 really important part of it's been a really important part of my my growing as a gardener and as a horticulturalist and learning from my peers and and actually being able to I've been you know writing for magazines and going to do talks. It's really actually it's become a really important part of my life. Um, and moving on to Cliffbank will be that next that next phase. Ben, this is Fantastic. I could talk to you all day because as you know it's, it is my favourite garden and uh, and I absolutely love spending any time in York Gate and any opportunity to spend time there. So I will be seeing you in the next few weeks. I will come over because I want to see the tulips. But in the meantime, thank you so much. A big warm thank, thank you, you from Harrogate for Ben Preston, our legacy gardener. Thank you. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening. That's been another edition of Trials and Tribulations. Now, if you liked it, please subscribe and follow. But until next time, keep it green.